Super Talk Mississippi media production. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everyone. Golden Eagle fans across the state of Mississippi. This is the Eagle Hour on our Super Talk Mississippi network of stations, north to south, coast to coast, in the great state of Mississippi. I'm Kelly Sander, Bob Getty, and Luke Johnson both out this week, which allows me to actually get back in the studio. Because I've been at the at Shea Sané, as we call it. I've been uh, contributing from the house because we're on COVID lockdown here. And uh, apparently COVID not getting any better. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on as some more college football cancellations coming up this weekend. Heath Hinton will be joining us momentarily with the Big Gold Nation. We'll be getting up to date with a lot of things going on in the Big Gold Nation. And then later on, Lee Roberts, the color analyst for the Southern Miss Football Network, will give us his spin on the North Alabama game last Saturday and the Western Kentucky game coming up this Saturday. On tomorrow's program, we'll be talking with the radio voice of Western Kentucky. Also, former Southern Miss golfer Jeff Jennings will be with us, and we'll uh, talk about his years at Southern Miss, teeing it up for the Golden Eagles, plus preview the Masters. That's right, the Masters golf tournament, which was moved from its traditional spring date to November here because of COVID. Lots of things to talk about in this hour. Glad that you're with us. This first segment brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. There's a Dickie's Barbecue Pit near you, no doubt. There's certainly the one in Hattiesburg here. I drive by just to just to smell the aroma of the, uh, of the smoked meats and stuff that are coming from that location. You can dine in. You can order out. They'll bring it out to your car. They've got great side dishes, too, including my favorite of creamed spinach. And with the holidays coming up, if you don't want to cook, have Dickie's fill in the blanks for you. Perfect tailgate food as well. Dickie's Barbecue Pit. We're proud to have an association with Dickie's, and we thank them for sponsoring this program. On the Super Talk Mississippi hotline now is Heath Hinton with Big Gold Nation, and we talked about the holidays coming up. And if you've got Golden Eagle fans in your family, young and old, why not consider a subscription to Big Gold Nation? Heath, as we welcome you to the program, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Kelly. How are you doing? Everything's made for love, man. Just trying to hold down the fort here. Tell us about how people can uh, get a subscription to Big Gold Nation in different formats that you offer and uh, kind of tell us more about that. We don't get to talk about that enough. Sure. Uh, you can always go to southernmiss.rivals.com or just Google Big Gold Nation. Bring you up to it. You can always join. You can uh, join. There's different ways you can do it. You can do it per month. Which is eight ninety nine, or you can do it for a whole year, which is a hundred. Um, it's just whichever way you feel like you want to do it. Uh, it's a great gift. Check with us right around Christmas. Usually, uh, rivals here within the next two or three weeks runs a Christmas special, and uh, always. Last year, I know they did gift cards. Uh, if you you join for a year, you got uh, that much money in Adidas or gift cards. So uh, there's always some good deals right around Christmas, but uh, 
for sure join us. Well, of course, we're going to have all the information upcoming for basketball, who's in and who's out of football games, uh, the new football coach, who's that going to be. We'll tell you what's going on with the team every week. And always a lot of fun, lighthearted discussions. Uh, just, a, just a fun place to be and learn about the Golden Eagles. So, so you'd establish your account, you'd get your username and your password or whatever, and you can log on and have access to it then anytime you want, yeah? Any place. Any place. If you're on the road and, and you're in a, you know, if you're in a business, uh, if you're at a hotel and you're at the, you know, the business center there and you want to get on, you can just uh, use the name and password. You can always get it on your phone whenever you want to. Um, hopefully here soon they're going to be coming out with an app. Looking real forward to that. So there's there's numerous ways that you can uh, check out the latest news and uh, and find out what's going on in the world of Golden Eagle sports. All right, Heath Hinton, let's roll up our sleeves here. Word uh, came out of the football program yesterday that running back Don Ragsdale is gone. He is checked out of the program. What can you tell us about that? I think it's just the fact that, you know, um, I don't – I hate to get into. I had put it on Twitter yesterday. That there's so many different reasons why uh, young men opt out, or, or even athletes in college opt out. So I don't want to speculate on the reason why, and I don't, you know, that kind of is personal, and I just don't want to do that. But what I will say is, I think Southern Miss for this to happen at the running back group, it's pretty good. There's been a lot of depth created at the running back group, especially when you look at. You know, Frank Gore Jr., D. Baker, Kevin Perkins is running well. Uh, Darius Mayberry, there's plenty of depth there at the running back. So having him not on the team is not a – it doesn't set them back in any ways, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, he was good at picking up blitzes, but uh, the way the offense has been moving the ball, uh, it's been pretty good. They just sometimes get down in the red zone and can't score or turn the ball over. But we'll see if that improves more snaps during the week. Uh, but, yeah, I think they'll find it running back even with Ragsdale gone. And, and really, this is not a news flash. This is happening all across the country. But my next question is, Is are all of these transfers with all these schools and guys going into the transfer portal, et cetera, are those all COVID-related? How much of this trend do you expect to continue when we get back to, you know, quote-unquote normal situations, hopefully, next season? If the NCAA approves that one-time transfer where there's no sitting out, you're going to see this for the rest of college football. Um, this is just going to be part of it. If the NCAA are going to make these rules, then kids are going to take advantage of it. Now, you can't blame them for taking advantage of it because the NCAA has given them a chance to do it. But also in the same sense, you can look at the NCAA and say, you know, sometimes the best thing for people is to try to figure out how to make the situation there in better rather than just leaving. And I think that's something that, uh, that they're taking away from these kids about learning that, that situation with these rules. I think maybe a, a different aspect would be have a, have a group of people, have a committee that you go in front of and you talk to them and then you present your case about why you need to transfer. I think that's a better idea than just blanket, blanket transfers over everybody. I think you're going to see a group of five schools start to become the junior college for the Power Five schools. Where would Power Fives rather go? Would they rather go to a, a group of five schools that play FBS football and try to get a kid from there? Or would they rather go to JUCO? They're going to try to get it from the group of five to fill their holes, and their five still going to use JUCO. So I think what you're going to see is a lot less JUCOs going to the Power Fives when this happens but a lot more going to the group of five. And you talked so to- I, 
You I talk, think it's going to be interesting. You talked about the depth at running back, and Kevin Perkins certainly uh, certainly ran with abandon last weekend. Three touchdowns in the twenty-four to thirteen win against North Al, and uh, put really an exclamation point on uh, his performance. What did you make of the? Uh, it, it took you know it took a big fourth quarter for Southern to pull it out, but uh, they did beat the Lions last Saturday. They did. I mean, they, one thing I was happy about with the team is usually when they when they get down. They get down themselves, and it's over with. A couple of things bad happens, it's over with. Well, that happened at the beginning of the game. But after halftime, they came out and really made adjustments and played well. We're talking about the running backs. I, I don't know if I remember a time where the running back as a committee ran so hard. Look at those Perkins runs. Uh, a couple of them where he got to the end zone was just pure effort. I saw Frank Gore Jr. made a couple of runs where he was supposed to be stopped five or six yards, and he kept turning his feet. And just think about this. That kid has turf toe, and he's still out there playing. Um, Mayberry ran hard. You know, D. Baker ran hard. You're seeing hard, aggressive running. And I think that was what was exciting about those plays, was just how hard and how aggressive they ran the ball. Well, Kevin Perkins, when you look at the way he's built, too, physically, oh, yeah. I don't know anybody that would want to get in his way. Uh, I mean, he's, no. he, he's thick, he's strong, and he's, he's not somebody that you, that you really you know, want to have to deal with. You know, if, if, no, and if you he's don't kind have of to. the kid that got here. Is a, he, he, he came, I think he came on as uh, kind of a late guy to get here a couple of years ago and uh, kind of just showed up out of nowhere. I think it was at Northwest and uh, – Community college, just a guy who runs hard, runs downhill, and uh, doesn't have the speed to run away from you. But man, you don't want to get in front of him when he's in front of you. That's for sure. He's a guy like Jerome Bettis who loves contact. The old- I've never seen him uh, shy away from hitting hitting the linebacker or hitting the DB. That's for sure. And now you're showing your age a little bit, Heath Hinton, when you mention uh, Jerome <laughs> Bettis, the bus of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, before we go to commercial break, let's go over the standings in Conference USA as Heath Hinton's going to stick with us. For our second segment, in the East, it's Marshall leading the way with a 3-0 record. Marshall in the top 25, the only team in Conference USA in the top 25. But FAU right behind with a 3-1 record. Then comes Charlotte at 2-1. In the West, more of a wide-open race. UAB leads the way at 2-1. La Tech right behind at 3-2. UTSA at 2-2. So a lot more jumbled in the West. According to CBS Sports... Five teams right now would probably be extended bowl invitations out of Conference USA. UAB, La Tech, UTSA, Marshall, and FAU. That according to CBS Sports. On the other side of the commercial break, we'll talk with Heath Hinton about what is going on recruiting-wise with Southern Miss, particularly when there's nobody at the helm. We don't know who the head coach is going to be, and we'll try to sort all this out. We hope you'll stay with us as the Eagle Hour continues. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at Campus Book Mart. That's Campus Book Mart with a T. Dot org. Dot net. I'm sorry. I always get my dots wrong. Okay. It's Campus Book Mart. Dot net. 
and they're open 24-7. Of course, uh, your favorite place to get your Southern Miss apparel. And even as we were talking about yesterday, it doesn't. If, if they can print the Southern Miss logo on something, they've got it. They've got you know license plate, you know rims that you can put around your uh, your car tags. They've got you know coffee mugs. They've got keychains. They've got things for the for the dogs and cats in your family. They've even and they do have those. You said for the the heavier set guys, yeah. Yes, as as you notice, Brandon Wallace checks in when we're talking about the heavier set guys. Because <laughs> Brandon, you, you there's no offense, but you've probably got. An X in front of your shirt size, maybe yeah. one. Okay, maybe one there. Well, I wish I only had one, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, us, us full figured guys can get our apparel too at uh, Campus Bookmart, the bright yellow building right across from the main entrance on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. We're glad to have Campus Bookmart as part of the Eagle Hour. Okay, here's our trivia question. We thought we'd throw a trivia question out and see uh, see how you do on this. We'll give you the answer. We we don't expect you to call in. But I think you'll probably, I know you'll get at least, there's three correct answers, but I know you'll get at least one. Conference USA has been going now since, what, 1995? Something like that. So about 25 years it's been in existence. Hard to believe. But there's three original members, three charter members that are still in the league, and one of them actually left the league and then came back. What are the, what are the three teams that are still in Conference USA that were originally part of USA. And as we welcome Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation back on the air as we continue our discussion about all things Southern Miss, Heath, I kind of threw a curveball at you there, and I know you didn't have a lot of time to think about it, but do you happen to know off the top of your head the top or the three original members of Conference USA that are still there after the other ones have all gone? The three original members, I'm going to have to say, Charlotte. Good. That's one. And Charlotte actually was in the league, then left and came yeah, back. They were basketball only, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and or so, maybe they were basketball, baseball, but they didn't play football then. So that's the uh, that's the asterisk. Okay. And then the two. Southern men, Miss. It, Southern Miss is the second one. And, man, this is tough. I'm going to say UAB. You got it. You got it. Very good. And, I, and I, I expected you, of all people, to get that. That's correct. Southern Miss. UAB and Charlotte, of the original 12 members, are still in the league. Everybody else, you know, Memphis, you know, Central Florida, Tulane, among others, they're all gone now. But at any rate, as we continue, uh, Heath, the recruiting situation with Southern Miss, particularly when the head coaching situation is up in the air, how can you describe it at this point? What's, what's going to – whoever the new coach is – it would seem to me that recruiting is going to be paramount because there's a there's a, a really good chance that, with all due respect, a lot of the coaches that are currently on staff aren't going to be there next time around. Yeah, it, it's it's a tough situation for recruiting, Kelly, because these coaches are they out recruiting? Yes, but the new coach that come in, the recruits that they get to commit may not be the type of kids that they they may not have the skill set that they want in their offense, or they may not want to recruit. So uh, all the kids that have committed, yes, they've committed to Southern Miss. I believe there's four right now. But you got to wait and see when a new coach comes in. Recruiting will really pick up once that's named because a new coach coming here with his recruiting guys, with his recruiting gurus, coming here and pick out some guys that he's been as he's coaching somewhere that 
he's paid attention to or that he's had on his short list of players and how he can recruit. It's just such a fluid situation that right now, if you're a coach at Southern Miss, you're just trying to win games. Recruiting right now, and even and even speaking of that, recruiting, you can't even go visit the kids. You can't go to. You can't do the things that you would normally do. You can't have them come into campus and actually visit the campus and see what it's like. I think you're, you know the UCA. I think it's December sixteenth, um, maybe eighteenth, where the inaugural signing day is. I think the NCAA moves that back to February, and I think they'll give schools more time to recruit. So I think that's what you're going to see happen uh, in the long run. But recruiting right now, it's just impossible for coaches at Southern Miss to really make inroads. And and here's something else to to keep in mind, because in in the jungle, in the animal kingdom, it's the strong always pick on the weak, right? Survival of the fittest. And it's no secret that with all the things going on with the Southern Miss football program right now, you'd have to consider it a weakling in the forest right now to put it in animals' terms. So is it reasonable to assume with all these new rules that the NCAA has come out with, another year of eligibility, immediate immediate eligibility if you transfer, is it reasonable to assume that some of the stronger animals, so to speak, are going to to openly try to woo some of the Southern Miss players away? I think it is. I think it's just a foregone conclusion with the rules that's happening. Of course, coaches can't, you know, call kids on another team and start wooing them. But you got to understand these guys that are playing football, they've been in camp. They have played with many people across the country that are in schools. They're still good friends with them. So, I mean, sometimes you get a guy calling uh, his buddy and saying, hey, you know, I think we could use you over here. And I think the coach would probably take you. And, and there's no rules breaking there. Um, so, yeah, just because of the situation, because of the rules, you would, you would think that it's a foregone conclusion that would happen. And with Southern Miss's situation, it, it probably is happening. But we'll have to wait and see how many kids end up transferring or how many leave, if any of them do. But, yeah, there, it, it's happening. It's happening all over college football. It's just not a Southern Miss thing, though. It's happening everywhere. Heath Hinton is our guest. He's the director of Big Gold Nation, and you can get your subscriptions just in time for Christmas. Get a great Christmas gift, a holiday gift for uh, any of the Golden Eagle fans that you have on your list. The favorite water cooler topic of discussion now, Heath Hinton, is the coaching situation. Which can you tell us? How would you handicap it at this point? I think you got to handicap. You got to look at Jeremy, the relationships he's made. You also have to look at a situation where he wants to have somebody come in that has an idea of how to run a program, how a good program is run, and somebody that can come in and excite the fan base at the same time. Of course, I've heard Jeremy say this, exciting the fan base is important, but exciting the fan base doesn't, doesn't help you win football games. It just increases ticket sales. You want somebody to come in that can coach and win football games. So you look down that list and you look at people, of course, uh, some names to throw out. Uh, Rhett Lashley, the Miami offensive coordinator, done a great job down there, has a heck of a quarterback to uh, run his offense with. Uh, Kane Womack, the defense coordinator at Indiana. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to come back to Kane because it may even play a bigger role here. Uh, Kane Womack, Jamie Chadwell, Coastal Carolina head coach. 
uh, maybe even a Will Hall's offensive coordinator, Tulane. And the reason I come back to Kenny Lomax is Southern Miss is also going to sit back and see what else happens. I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement in the coaching ring. But look what Kenny Lomax and his defense did to Michigan last week. And now a lot of people believe Michigan's going to be looking for a head coach. So what happens then? Where does Michigan go? Does Michigan go to a Cincinnati and pick up a Luke, uh, a Luke Fickle, who is undefeated there and was at Ohio State? Would they bring him in because he'd be really interested in getting back at Ohio State? Then what happens to Cincinnati? Who do they hire? Is that going to affect his Southern Miss hires? So it's a it's it's like the snowball effect. It goes down the hill. You know, it just keeps in what's going to happen. So Southern Miss kind of has to wait on that to play out as well. So there's just so much going to happen, but I think Jeremy's going to try to have somebody in place in the next three to four weeks. We've we've got about one minute, and before we let you go, Heath, I want to say two names in particular and get your thoughts. Austin Davis, the former quarterback at Southern Miss, now at the Seattle Seahawks, his name kind of gets gets uh, you know talked about. However, he's never been a head coach. And then the other one is Rick Minter, who's currently now an advisor at Southern Miss, who has head coaching experience. Will he get a legitimate look if he's interested? I don't. I think Jeremy's going to go with a, a, a younger guy, um, and that's not you know that's not anything bad against Rick Minter because he's a heck of a defensive coach and been a really good head coach. But I think in that aspect, Jeremy wants to go for a, a younger coach. Also, Austin Davis. Yes, he he would be an interesting candidate for the Southern Miss job. And from what I hear, he really wants it. Interesting fact would be him and Kane Womack are good friends. Would Kane Womack consider him to be his offensive coordinator? Kane Womack was to get the job. Talk about exciting the fan base, having Austin coming back. That might would be somewhere Jeremy could go. So there's a lot of options still left to happen, but it's going to get kicked up here in the next three weeks for sure. And Kane Kane Womack has played at Southern Miss. He graduated from Oak Grove High School in Lamar County. And, of course, Austin Davis's career, well well documented, and uh, just a terrific ambassador for Southern Miss. Heath Hinton, as always, enjoy talking all things Southern Miss, and you can 24-7 at BigGoldNation.com. Continued success, Heath, and continue to get well. Thank you, Kelly. Y'all have a wonderful day, man. God bless. Thank you. Same to you. And when we come back, we'll get Lee Roberts' spin. He's the color analyst for the Southern Miss radio network. Talk about that North Alabama victory. And what he expects to see from the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky. Lee Roberts, another Southern Miss great, next on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Tomorrow on the program, we'll be talking with the radio voice of the Western Kentucky University Hilltoppers and also former Southern Miss golfer Jeff Jennings. We'll talk about his career as a Golden Eagle, plus set the table for the Masters. The Masters Golf Tournament. Yeah, it's, it's being played this weekend. It was moved because of COVID. So instead of the Azaleas being in bloom in April in... Uh, Augusta, Georgia. They're playing it in November. Jeff Jennings will be on the show tomorrow. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill, right over the the bridge, over 49 there in the shadows of M.M. Roberts Stadium. 4th Street Bar and Grill is where all Southern Miss fans get together to pregame. 
have a good have a good time. They always have the eight ninety five lunch there that includes your uh, soft drink, and they've got trivia nights. Sometimes the the trivia nights are themed, you know, where it can be history or it can be you know geography or you know whatever. And of course, everybody there is ready to shoot a game of pool. The pool tables are always ready and available there for you. And uh, just it's just the Southern Miss place to be. Fourth Street Bar and Grill. We thank them for their. Uh, sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. Joining us now on the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline is Lee Roberts, the color analyst for the Southern Miss Radio Network. And uh, Lee, as we welcome you, and and I got to tell you, Lee Roberts, in my opinion, statistically one of the Southern Miss greats, but just just an all around really good guy. Lots of times when you put up numbers like Lee Roberts do, people. You know, they, they think they're all that and a bag of chips and they don't give you the time of day. Lee Roberts does. Really super guy. Great to talk to you, Lee. Um, it took a big fourth quarter, but the Eagles pulled it out. Uh, what, what, what did the Eagles do differently Saturday in the fourth quarter, Lee, that they weren't doing in the other three quarters against North Al? Well, first of all, just to your, uh, your intro, I, I appreciate that. That, means, uh, that really means a lot. So, um, All right, back, back, back to North Al. You know, it was it was just one of those things, man. I, I felt like, you know, one, Trey Lowe was able to have a full week of practice. You know, although statistically, you know, Trey Lowe didn't didn't light it up, but I felt like just him being under center for a full week and the guys being able just to kind of rally around him was one big thing, obviously, that um, that they were able to do. And then, you know, it really feels like, you know, this year hasn't been that year where you could call that defense really much of a nasty bunch. I mean, I know that's where we – we were. That's where we want to get back to. And Saturday, they, they were able to hold North Alabama under 175 yards. So really, really good defensively what they were able to do. And, you know, and, and it could have obviously been, you know, more of a Southern Miss game if we hadn't have spotted them, you know, 10 points early on the, on the kickoff and then another uh, interception uh, in that first quarter. So really all their points came off, off our turnovers. And if we can eliminate – the mistakes. I think we've got a chance to to play some better football, and you know, just kind of being being back at home. I felt was really good. Uh, the guys are again; they've been through a lot, but starting to really buy in what Tim Billings is is able to preach. He's a different guy than Scotty Walden, and uh, I think I said it. I said it last week talking to somebody. I said, you know, Tim Billings is the kind of a guy that that I would love to even play for. He just he's a straight shooter. Um, he, he gets it, has been around the game, and a lot of uh, experience under his belt for sure. And nobody can comment probably better than you as a former quarterback. It's reasonable to assume, though, too, that, that Lowe, even though you know he had all the reps last week during practice, it's reasonable to assume, though, that he has not been able to gi- digest the entire playbook. So, th- so I would oh. think, just, just logically speaking, it would seem that the offense was a little bit handicapped because they didn't have full access to the full playbook. Is that reasonable? No, I, 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 I totally, totally agree with your, uh, with your comment there. You know, Trey Lowe, I mean, he, he is a very good athlete, a guy that really didn't get a chance to play a whole lot at West Virginia, and, and hence his, his decision to transfer. And, you know, kind of the off-the-field type stuff, the guy's a bright student. He, uh, he's, he's got it really between the ears and able to graduate at West Virginia in, in three years to get the transfer and, and to have um, three years of eligibility here at, at Southern Miss. So a, a positive note for sure. But, yeah, he missed, he missed the summer, and the summer is so big. I mean, that's when you build chemistry with the wide receivers. You build chemistry with the other players on the offensive side. And you just you get a lot of reps, and then 
you know, obviously a limited limited fall as well, and then he just didn't see his first action until until last week. So a guy that just has not had a chance to really get in there, and unfortunately, under the circumstances, you know, losing two different quarterbacks in back to back weeks, uh, he he was able to get after it, and uh, I, I just got to commend him for the way he handled himself on the field. And again, statistically, didn't light it up, but I saw a lot of positives from him. I know Frank Gore running on the right side of the field, and Trey Lowe, you see in the in the replay, he runs past him and tries to lead blocks. Just little things like that. Guy really trying to do things to help his team succeed. And Coach Billings has said that the full complement of quarterbacks will be available to go against Western Kentucky uh, this coming weekend. It's a it's an early afternoon start up in Kentucky, so if you do have a Saturday evening plans, you should be able to to keep those. But as we look ahead, Lee Roberts, on the when you look at the favoreds, the favored teams in these games. Uh, Western Kentucky, people might consider that to be a toss-up. But if not this one, then UTEP would probably be the only other game that Southern Miss might be favored in. What do you? And the Hilltoppers, look, they went down to FAU last weekend and played a very spirited game. They got beat by the Owls, but the Owls have only given up nine points in the past two weeks total. So what do you, what do you expect to see from uh, the Hilltoppers this, this Saturday? Well, you know, this will be our first time playing them in a regular season type situation we've we've faced them in uh conference championships and and that kind of stuff so i think it's i think it's gonna be another game where you know southern miss has got to go play you know mistake free ball and and we've kind of known hey we we kill ourselves with with mistakes and penalties and this is a team that you can't give them anything because they will capitalize i mean even though their record doesn't show it but they're they're a pretty good team they're they're sitting at two and six right now but They've played in four different games where the decision of the game has been less than a touchdown, and they've lost three of those games. So they they could easily be sitting at you know a five and three mark right now. They're not, but I mean, that's how close they are to being a really really good football team. So one that we can't overlook for sure. And if we're favored, hey, that's a that's a positive. But regardless, uh, the guys got to go have a great week of practice again. And the Eagles have not really, as you mentioned, have not played the Hilltoppers a lot during the regular season. But but looking back on this series, I kind of hesitate to use this word, but I think I think the average everyday fan is going to understand what I'm talking about. They, the games have been really nasty with Western Kentucky. I mean, it's, it's really gotten some uh, professional wrestling-type elements to it almost. I mean, these two teams... Not a whole lot of love lost for for one another, particularly when they were buttonheads in championship games and whatnot. No, I I, I agree, and I mean it's it's two caliber teams that you know have, have competed in the past for conference championships, and you know teams that really pride themselves on winning football games. And you know Southern Miss is trying to get back there. Obviously, Western having a, a down year this year, and knowing that if they want to try to spin things around, it's going to go through you know, Southern Miss this weekend. And uh, I think Southern Miss has got to think the same way. I mean, we just have two wins, you know, just like Western and, you know, really trying to trying to get back on track. And I think both teams, if they could if try to spin things out a little bit here, uh, they could catch a head steam, a steam of uh, momentum and, you know, finish well in the season. I know that's what Southern Miss really wants to do and needs to as well. And in our waning moments with uh, Lee Roberts, that's where I was going to go next, Lee. It's, it's always easy to be part of a winning team, but when things aren't going the way that you had hoped and you still go out there, 
you know, playing for pride. And, and, and statistically, look, and I know there, there's going to be some people that are going to laugh when I say this. Statistically, Southern Miss is not out of the Western Division race by any means. They, they aren't. No, I, no you're, you're exactly right. And, I mean, just the season that we're in, I mean, anybody can lose anybody due to this virus and possibly be without a star in the next game. And, you know, that could that could haunt you and that can hurt you. And uh, hopefully Southern Miss is able to stay healthy. I know as far as getting players back, we're going to be as, as strong as we've been all year long. Um, but, yeah, you're right. The race is not over. So we, we've got to be able to go take care of what we can control, and that's how we perform during the week, how we take care of ourselves when we're not on the practice field, and how we handle ourselves once we get to the game on Saturday. And as a quarterback, you you read body language of, of uh, football players. You know uh, what's what's been the body. What have you taken from the body language of, of this team late late in the year? They still trying you know, still I, trying hard. I I think they are trying as hard as they can right now. I mean, again, in the back of their mind, they know that if they can win out, and and it's not going to be easy. I mean, there's some some tough contests in there, and. Again, this season is going to stretch into the, the middle of December. But they know that there still is a chance, as you just said, that anybody can slip up and we can um, try to grab a win or two here and, and catch a, uh, a little bit of a momentum swing and try to try to win this thing out and pick up as many conference wins as we can. And uh, all our goals are still in sight. So a, a, lot to, a lot to happen for sure. But like I said, we just got to be able to take care of the little things um, on and off the field leading up to each game. Lee, always good to talk to you. Hey, you too, man. I uh, always enjoy our time for sure. So appreciate what you what you do, and um, yeah, we definitely need to go get a win this weekend, though. Well, let's let's hope it happens. Lee Roberts is a color analyst for the Southern Miss Radio Network. If you're not watching it on ESPN 27 or whatever, <laughs> I don't know how many channels <laughs> there are now on ESPN. You can catch John Cox and uh, Lee Roberts, the audio part of a Southern Miss game this coming Saturday against Western Kentucky. After commercial break, there's Maction tonight. We'll get you set up. There's three games in the Mac tonight that are going to be on TV. We'll get the latest headlines from Conference USA. And an NFL superstar has gone on the COVID list. We'll tell you what's up in that league as well. The Eagle Hour continues in just a moment. Southern Miss to the top. Kelly Sander in the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson have the week off. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg. 601-544-9630. That's 544-9630. Tax season right around the corner. Time to get a new uh, new or used a certified vehicle at uh, Toyota of Hattiesburg. One thing's for certain, once you get a Toyota, you won't be buying a car for a long time. Because well, you, you have a Toyota, don't I, you? I do, and it, it, they just go on and on. And, of course, other than your house, it's probably the biggest investment you're going to make. So why not get a car that's going to last you a good long time? And Toyota has a good proven record on that. You can find them online. Also, by phone, remember that thing that... 
you used to have to push the numbers and yeah, the phone. They actually take phone calls there at five. There was, there was a button on a phone. Yeah, see, you millennials don't know all that <laughs> stuff. You, they won't answer your text. All right, you have to actually call them five four four nine six three zero. Thanks to Toyota of Hattiesburg for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. Let's get you up to date on Conference USA headlines. We'll begin with women's golf, where the Lady Eagles are participating at the Mercer Invitational over in Georgia. After thirty six holes, they are eighth out of nine teams, but Julie Baker and Marche Cabacho are playing really, really well. Uh, Julie Baker, the senior from Hoover, Alabama, has a um, 36-hole total of 154, and the freshman, Marche Cabacho, from Castellon, Spain, which is not outside of Waynesboro. I mean, it's... It's, it's, it's across the pond? It is. It's, a, it's across the Atlantic Ocean. So... Uh, had to go to Spain to get the best talent. But a freshman and a senior leading the way for the Lady Eagles as they continue at the Mercer Invitational. In football, UTEP and UAB's game scheduled for November 21st, that's a week from this coming Saturday, has been moved to Friday, the day before. That's November 20th. They've moved it from Saturday the 21st to Friday the 20th. UTEP and UAB, that game was supposed to be hosted by UTEP at the Sun Bowl, but it has been moved to Midland, Texas which is also in West Texas. They're going to play at Grande Stadium in Midland, and they'll play that game with no fans. And the reason UTEP moved that game to Midland is because Midland does not have the, uh, the COVID issues that, that the city of El Paso is having. And UTEP just wants to play some games. They haven't been able to play many. So they've moved that November 20th game to Midland. Mac football tonight, the Mid-American Conference. Plenty of action on the schedule. Three games for tonight, three scheduled for tomorrow. Akron will play at Ohio tonight, so it'll be the Zips against the Bobcats. The CBS Sports Network has that one. Kent State will play at Bowling Green. ESPN2 has coverage of that one. And Miami of Ohio will be playing at Buffalo. And ESPN, the parent network, will have that game, Miami of Ohio at Buffalo. And while we're talking about Miami of Ohio... Brandon Wallace, what NFL quarterback, really good quarterback for a long time, went to Miami of Ohio? Do you know? I have no idea. If I mention the Pittsburgh Steelers? Tom Brady? No, no, no. He plays for Tampa Bay now. Oh, gosh. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I had no idea. Okay, Big Ben, as they call him, is on the Steelers' COVID-19 list. Um, protocols suggest that he is on the COVID-19 list, that he will test again on Friday and Saturday before they make a determination as to whether he will play this coming Sunday against the Bengals. That is an AFC North Division clash, Pittsburgh hosting the Bengals this Sunday, but whether Big Ben plays or not is still up in the air. We'll have to depend on all that testing that must take place before he can play. But COVID is rearing its ugly head with some other college games this weekend. Actually, only two have been canceled for sure, but most people and most insiders following college football think that that list will get a lot longer before the end of the week because, of course, the COVID situation is starting to get worse. You know, the, the winter spike that they were expecting looks like it's happening. Air Force and Wyoming were scheduled to play At Wyoming, that game has been canceled, and that's two weeks in a row now the Air Force has been put off by the virus. And closer to home, Mississippi State was going to play Auburn, and that game 
has been canceled because of uh, COVID protocols. Now, insiders are saying that another SEC game, the big one that uh, CBS has planned to air in prime time, Alabama and LSU, right now that game is still scheduled to be played. But a lot of people think that that game will get postponed later in the week. And when you look at all the COVID going on, the the conference right now that is struggling with it the most is the SEC. But they've but they started playing a lot earlier than everybody else, too. So uh, we'll keep you posted later on in the week if those rumors of uh, the Alabama LSU being canceled are true. Tomorrow on the program, we will get the perspective of this coming Saturday's Southern Miss football game from the Western Kentucky side of the ledger. We'll talk to the Hilltoppers radio play-by-play voice. And then Jeff Jennings, a former Southern Miss golfer, um, who played you know, for the teams back when USM's Van Hook Golf Course was actually still up and going, the old Goat Ranch. We'll talk to Jeff Jennings. We'll also set the table for the Masters. So good timing that we're talking a little bit of golf with the Masters starting on Thursday. So from the First Bank Studios, again, I'm Kelly Sander. Thanks for joining us, Bob Getty and Luke Johnson, to have the week off. Until we talk to you again tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We always end the show by saying Southern Miss to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.